Hope you have your Bibles with you. If you don't, there's uh, one in the front pew there you can use. But our scripture reading this morning <clears throat> comes from Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 30. So I hope you'll follow along as I read. Verse 18, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation... But we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. May God bless the reading of his word. You know, in chapter 8, in the first part, uh, Paul used the metaphor of adoption to help us understand our relationship with God. And he's going to continue with that metaphor in our passage, but he's also going to introduce another metaphor that I think will be very helpful in helping us understand our redemption. Uh, Not only our redemption, but the redemption of all creation. And so it's the metaphor of a viable pregnancy. And a viable pregnancy is when a child is conceived, goes full term, and is born, delivered, uh, healthy, and alive. And so let's look and see how uh, Paul introduces this metaphor of pregnancy. And I think this metaphor of pregnancy is really a great way to help us understand uh, the Christian life. So look at verses 22 and 23 again. And this is where he introduces the metaphor. He says, For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. So Paul's saying that both the creation as well as Christians groan in pains of childbirth as as they wait for uh, the delivery of their final redemption. And uh, as you know, I have three children. And I don't claim, though, to be an expert on pregnancy. But I do know a few things. And so I want to share some reasons why I think this metaphor of pregnancy is such a good one uh, to help us describe and understand the Christian life. You know, first, first of all, 
Uh, pregnancy begins when a new life is conceived, right? And so when a woman becomes pregnant, she has a new life that has been conceived and is now growing within her. And so like a pregnant woman, you know, when you place your faith in Christ, the Bible says that you are given new life. Jesus says that you are born again. So the Spirit of God applies the work of Christ to your life and conceives in you new spiritual life where there was no life. Paul describes this as the new man or being a new creation. And so just as a woman is only pregnant when a new life has been conceived, a person is a Christian only when through faith in Jesus they've been given new life. And so if you haven't placed your faith in Christ, then obviously I want to encourage you to do that uh, so you can receive this new life that God gives you in Him. Because it's only through Christ that you can receive this eternal life and this hope of redemption that Paul's talking about here. So let's continue with the metaphor. So the, the woman is pregnant, a new life has been conceived, and now you go through the process of pregnancy, the time that it takes to bring this child into the world. And this new life you know, continues to develop and grow within this woman. And as it happens, there is pain and there is discomfort. Now, for those of you who have actually experienced pregnancy, you may say, well, Ron, that's an understatement. <laughs> you know, but... That's just the way I'm describing it. Pain and discomfort. But the point is, you know, pregnancy is not easy, right? It's not just a walk in the park. Uh, it's a difficult thing to go through. You know, I remember when, I can't remember which child uh, C was pregnant with at the time, but we, we met with the doctor and the doctor said, you know, your wife's pregnant and every day is like climbing a mountain for her. I was thinking, okay, that sounds difficult. <laughs> Basically, he's saying, Pregnancy is difficult. I mean, it takes a toll. I just saw a friend of mine on Facebook post his wife's pregnant, it's their first child, uh, and she, he's just talking about you know how tired she is. And the other night she said, um, "You know, can we go to bed?" It was like seven forty-five in the evening, you know, and they're like in their twenties, you know. But that tells you, I mean, pregnancy is difficult. It's not an easy journey, um, but you know, having having a life grow and develop within you can cause some pain and discomfort and be the cause of much groaning. You ever heard a pregnant woman groan? It happens. I know I have. You know, you try the body pillow. Some of y'all that have had children and experienced pregnancy, you've tried the body pillow, real long pillows, try to give you some comfort in sleeping, elevate your legs. Yeah, you do all these things to try to eliminate the discomfort, but nothing permanently will eliminate the discomfort. I mean, it's just a challenge having a living person growing within you. And so you're having this life develop and grow. It's a challenge. And this is also true of the Christian. That's why I think it's such a great metaphor. You know, the Christian is a person who has a new life developing and growing within. And Paul says, as this happens, it will be hard. It will be hard because of internal challenges and also external challenges that we face. We suffer. You know, we go through difficulty. You know, things don't work out like we want them to. We're treated unfairly. People get sick. People deliberately hurt us or hurt the world like those who set the fires in Australia. You know, odds are uh, most of you, even right now, are suffering to some degree or another with something. 
And so whether it's something you've done or something that someone has done to you or just because of circumstances, the point is life is not easy. And it's not going to get easier. I mean, there are going to continue to be challenges. And even though this new life is developing and growing within us, you know, our bodies are deteriorating, right? They're not going to keep working like they were in the past working, which causes us to groan. And just think of yourself just physically. Have you started groaning yet? Physically. I know my my father-in-law likes to groan a lot when he gets up and down. You know, we always kind of, it's kind of a funny thing we talk about, but, you know, he has the uh, ways of expressing himself when he gets himself out of the chair. But the reason we groan is because our bodies just aren't working like they used to. And like, oh, this is not comfortable uh, when, I, when I do this. Uh, it's not comfortable when I get up out of the chair or when I get out of bed and start walking. God kind of have to get things moving, you know. Things are not the way they used to be. And uh, we groan not just because of physical ailments, but we also groan because of emotional pain and relational pain and spiritual pain. I mean, we groan when we're hurt by a loved one. You know, we groan when we face financial difficulties or when we receive the results of that medical exam that are not, it's not looking very good. We groan when we see the ones we love destroyed their lives. I mean, these all cause groanings within us. Uh, and so just because we have new life in Christ doesn't mean life is going to be easy. There's going to be pain. There's going to be discomfort. Life is full of groaning. Paul uses this word three times in the passage. He says, first of all, in verse 22, the creation groans. You know, even the creation itself realizes that things are not the way they ought to be. And so even the creation itself is looking forward to the redemption of creation when Christ returns and renews the world. But it also says the Christian groans in verse 23. We groan because we know how things aren't the way they ought to be. And then in verse 26, it says the Holy Spirit groans within us. The Spirit groans because there are times when in the life of the Christian, in our lives, that we don't know what's happening and we don't even know necessarily how we ought to pray. We don't know Uh, You know, what's going on? We can't make sense of things. And so we may even have trouble articulating our prayer to God as far as what we want Him to do or what we're asking for. And the comfort that Paul gives us here is that even when we don't know what to say, know what to do, know what's happening, God's Spirit within us intercedes for us in prayer through this process of groaning. Look at verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And so when we reach that point where we may not know uh, heads or tails, uh, we can take comfort in knowing that the Holy Spirit within us is interceding in prayer for us. And so when we don't know what to pray, uh, the Spirit prays for us. Because the Christian life is not easy. I mean, it's a challenge. And if we don't realize what all this is leading up to, then we will find ourselves in a state of hopelessness and despair. You know, if you're just suffering for suffering's sake, there's not much hope in that, right? But if we know where it's going, what's happening, uh, it gives us a little more perspective. And so Paul tells us that for the Christian, you know, life is not random or governed by chance, but he tells us that God is at work 
and we have something to look forward to. And this is the third truth I want to share with you this morning as far as how pregnancy is a great way to explain the Christian life. You know, alongside the pain and discomfort that comes with pregnancy as the woman is having this new life grow and develop within her uh, and getting larger and larger and pain and discomfort come, what makes it, I guess, gives a woman perspective is this eager longing for the end result. You know, she knows she's not suffering pain and discomfort just to suffer, but she's doing it because of this destination. That She knows the child is growing, the child will come and be delivered. And that's what they're looking forward to. So the destination makes the journey worthwhile. And so it's the delivery of the baby that makes the pain and discomfort of pregnancy worth it. And that's why women, some women will even voluntarily become pregnant for the second time. You know what? Knowing what happened the first time. They'll do it again. Is it because they just forgot how difficult the journey was? No. Is it because they like the way that pregnancy just shapes their body? No. That's not it. Why do they do it? Well, they do it because they know, wow, having a child is a, is a blessing. It is a good thing. And so the process, yes, it's, it's hard, it's difficult, permanent, you know, consequences are going to happen to my body as a result. But you know what? Having that child is worth it. It's worth the journey. And so in a greater way, uh, this is true of the Christian as well. Paul says this in verses 24 and 25. He says, for in this hope, he's talking about the redemption that we have to look forward to. He said, for in this hope, we were saved. Now, hope that is seen is not hope for who hopes for what he sees. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. And the hope Paul is referring to is back in verse 23, where he talks about the redemption of our bodies, the confidence that God will redeem us fully. He will complete what he has begun in us. And we know, you know, when we die, we we bury our bodies in the ground And our soul goes to be with the Lord. But the Bible also tells us, though, that when Jesus returns, that he will resurrect our physical bodies and we will receive a physical body that we will have for eternity. And so Paul says this process, you know, we're just we're pregnant with anticipation, waiting for this process to take place that will ultimately come and be delivered in its fullness when Christ comes back. And so this is what gave Paul hope as a Christian. And this is what should give us hope as well. And the reason we can wait patiently for this to happen, as Paul says, is because of what we read in verse 28. And this is a verse you probably have memorized. Uh, If not, you should. It's a great promise uh, that speaks to the process that we have to go through in life as we wait for that uh, delivery of redemption in its fullness. Paul says in verse 28, And we know that for those who love God... All things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And so it's the truth that God is at work in our everyday lives to grow and to develop this new life in us. And this gives us perspective. This gives us a different way of looking at the world and life as compared to those who don't have Christ. And just like there are a variety of experiences during pregnancy, you know, there are a variety of experiences in the Christian life. Some are pleasant, some are not so pleasant. 
But knowing the destination will help, help us persevere in the journey. Because we know what is going to happen. And knowing that God is with us in the journey gives us confidence and hope. And I have one more truth I want to share that kind of ties into this truth. And that is, you know, the reason I entitled this sermon a viable pregnancy is because not all pregnancies end with the birth of a child in full term. I know for us, you know, between the birth of our son and our daughter, you know, we experience a miscarriage. And a miscarriage is when uh, a child is conceived but usually doesn't live past uh, 20 weeks. And it's estimated that, you know, 10 to 20% of pregnancies end in miscarriages. And I share that because, you know, that's the reality of pregnancy that we experience. But when it comes to the new life that has been conceived in us through Christ, we don't have to worry about a miscarriage. There are no miscarriages with God. And so we don't have to worry about whether or not this life will continue to develop or whether or not uh, this life will ultimately be delivered. Paul tells us why we don't have to worry in verses 29 and 30. He says this. He says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. So just think of this. If you, if you were pregnant and someone could see into the future and they could come to you and say, okay, all right, I know you've just become pregnant with this new life, uh, but I've seen into the future and I know for certain that your child will go full term, will be delivered and be healthy. Nothing will go wrong with them. Now, that will not alleviate the pain and discomfort of pregnancy, but that will give you perspective, will it not? I mean, it'll help you know, okay, yes, this is hard. This is a challenge. Are you sure this is going to happen? It just doesn't feel like it. But they say, yes, yes, you, this child is going to be fully developed, healthy, safe delivery. You just have to get to that place. And so Paul tells us here, that just as that would give this woman who is pregnant an eager expectation, longing, and a security about what will happen, this truth that he shares with us in verse 30 gives us confidence and security knowing that what God has started with us, he will bring it to completion. So verse 30 says this, For those whom he predestined, he also called, and those whom he called, he also justified, and those whom he justified, he also glorified. So predestination, calling, justification, all three of those verbs describe how this new life is brought about in a person. Predestination speaks to the fact that salvation is God's idea. And he's the one who makes it possible and brings it about. Calling speaks to the opportunity given to a person to respond to God by faith. Justification speaks to what happens when a person responds to God by faith. And justification means that a person is made right with, with God 
through Christ. And so predestination, calling, justification, all speak to the giving of this new life. And then Paul uses another verb to describe our future, but he uses it in a past tense form when he says those in Christ will be glorified. And it basically, he's, he, it's like saying your child is going to go full term and it's going to be delivered healthy and alive. That's what he's saying. He said this is so certain because this is God's doing. God's the one who's predestined, called, justified, and he will be the one who glorifies. And therefore, you can have security knowing that God will bring this about. He's telling us that if we are in Christ, then God will finish what he has started within us. And this should give us hope. This should give us hope as we walk through the pain and discomfort and the experiences of life because this gives us perspective in how we experience life itself. It helps us to see that God is working all things for the good for those who love Him. He's bringing all things forward to making us more and more like Jesus. He's developing and, and growing this new life that He has implanted within us through Christ and by the application of His Spirit. And He will bring it into full delivery when Christ returns. And so that should give us hope. <clears throat> but in the meantime, a bunch of pregnant people here, you know, so, hey, it's going to be a challenge. There's going to be groanings. There's going to be interesting cravings, perhaps. I don't know, but it's going to be a challenge as we walk through life. But as we gain perspective from these passages and the confidence that God's going to finish it, that God is not going to give up on us, that we are secure in Him, that He's working all things for the good, <clears throat> we may groan, but because of the faithfulness of God, we can say with Paul, verse 18, when he said, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this passage that it gives us perspective as we seek to navigate life. And Lord, you know the pain and the discomfort we experience. Lord, I just pray that your, your promises here in your word would give us perspective, would help us just to trust you in, the, in this process. As you're continually growing and developing this new life you've given us in Christ. And Lord, help us to have that hope, that security in knowing that you will deliver redemption in its fullness, not only of our soul, but of our bodies and of this whole creation. Because you're faithful to your promises. And we're so grateful for that. And we pray this in Jesus name. Amen.